Oh, shit. No, it's okay. Because it's been a long time. It's been a while. Oh. Ah. Wait, wait. <laughs> now let's see if I can get the sound in the glass. It's been a while. It's too far away from the glass. You can't really hear it. Well, anyway, you guys, it's a growler this week, and you know how I have hard times with that. There you go. Oh, give me that. All right. We're drinking. We're, we're back at our roots. We're drinking Oh, God, some. I'm about to sneeze. I can't pour a growler and sneeze simultaneously. Yeah, Hold why on. don't you set that growler down? Uh, also set your crystal glass down. Yeah. Thank you, Kara. We are going back to our roots, and we are drinking Empirical Breweries Lumen Lager tonight. I bought a growler of it. Wait, nay. I got a free growler last night because it was my 11th on a punch card Sweet. when I went to go meet Hillary and Rachel. I wish I could have been there, man. It was fun, man. I was eating Italian food family style while making small talk with a bunch of critics because I couldn't sit at a table with my pals, and it was very intense. Like, and nobody had seen Paddington too. It's like, what is even wrong with you people? This is our job. Was it an argument? No, they were just like, oh, I didn't see that. (laughs) I didn't. You didn't. I don't know her. You didn't see Paddington too. You recognize we're at the awards dinner, right? You recognize that it's nominated, right? You didn't right? watch it. I watched all the I'm fucking sorry, nominees. You didn't see Paddington 2? No. It's not right. It's not right. And it's not okay. <laughs> it's not right. But it's not it's okay. okay. <laughs> um, I really strenuously recommend Paddington 2. Now available on HBO. Welcome to Pod. This isn't really a bit. That's fine. It works. I wasn't sure about a bit anyway, so I guess that's fine. Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. I am Allison Shoemaker. I'm, I'm Julie, and once again, we are Sans Janine. Sans Janine. Once again, he's um, busy <laughs> pimping that alpaca. Alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's you know, got to do it. Here's this: in the future, somebody's going to listen to the podcast out of context, like not having looked anything up about us online, right? And they're just going to assume that Janine's jobs are some sort of surreal. <laughs> through line that we've scripted like how Kirk and Gilmore Girls has a different job every mm-hmm. episode it's going to be like that only it's real like Janine actually is working on fucking teleportation and he's a professor and selling alpaca fluff and he is currently selling alpaca fluff <laughs> as, a, as a favor to a friend yeah Anyway, hi Sophie. Oh, Sophie, talking already. Hi, yeah. honey. She's just checking um, in. Janine will hopefully be back next week. I believe so. Um, we'll make it work somehow mm-hmm. before the holidays throw a wrench and everything. You know what I'm excited about for next week? Before we talk about this week, yeah, it'll be the first episode of the season that I get to watch with y'all that I haven't seen already. Right. I'm looking forward to it very much. Mm-hmm. Why did they make him shave his beard? I don't know. Hopefully we find out what because a it, was, it was a surprise when I saw it. What a travesty. You know, I've gone from non-beard lover to beard detente to kind of like, beard's cool. But sometimes when you see a guy that you're used to seeing with a beard with no beard, it's not good. Yeah, can throw you off. I mean, we saw him at Wizard World when he was there and doing the panel and everything, and he looks good without a beard, but with the fucking little bowl haircut and no yeah. beard, it's not I feel cool. like at Wizard World... He oh, was, by the way, we're talking about Roger. R- Richard Rankin. It's whatever. <laughs> Y'all have seen the next week. This Y'all isn't know. a spoiler. If And if it is, I'm sorry. I'm spoiling for you that he shaves. <laughs> Find another podcast. That's not... God damn it. Oh, oh backwards. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I was fanning the mic. Anyway, um, 
It, I feel like when he's like tight jeans, leather jacket, kissing Graham McTavish, then it's fine if there's no beard. Yeah. But you put him in like six different sweaters and ill-fitting pants and, and yeah. tweed. They're really going out of their way to make that handsome man look less handsome. Yeah. Why are they... Is Roger supposed to be not handsome? No. Roger's supposed to be a fucking hot-ass piece of Then what of are they trying to flesh. do? I don't know. Mm, he's still cute, but like without the beard and with that weird like Beatles-y haircut, it's kind of... It's a little... Mm. Uh, maybe maybe he's supposed to get all rugged again. Maybe we're, we're when supposed he travels to... back in time, we're gonna see him get back all rugged right. in time. <laughs> okay, all let's right. get to the episode. Yeah, so we're gonna do the usual. We're gonna do it fast though, because we're on a schedule. Here's how we're gonna do it: Outlander season four, episode six, blood of my blood. Blood of my blood. Of my blood. <laughs> the title card. Never came back. That's a that's a little troll to book readers. So oh, we're gonna it? get a lot of in the books in this episode. Here's oh, the I first have a note books. to remind you about one later. Yeah, hold on. Title card: Snake in the sh- crapper. I'm like, I'm not putting. First of all, I'm not There's putting my a snake hand in the privy, dear Liza, dear Liza. First of all, I'm not putting my hand down in the honey bucket for well, God's also, sake. It's, they're deeper than that, y'all. Yeah. So here in the books. Yeah. Um. William, and this actually came up in the interview too with Diana. The mm-hmm. interview with Diana Gabaldon, available currently to Patreon subscribers, later available to everyone else. Um, in the books, when they show up, <laughs> I don't even remember exactly how it happens, but Ian is around, we Ian, and, um, <laughs> and Willie goes out to use the privy, and there's a snake in it. Mm-hmm. So they're scared to use it. And he's like, I'm not scared of snakes. So he and Ian are trying to get the snake out of the privy using like long branches and shit. <laughs> and Willie is like, I could do it. And then he falls in. He falls into <laughs> he the crapper? falls into the privy with a snake. And everyone, and then he gets really mad because everyone is trying not to laugh when Aww. they're pulling him out. Because he comes out and he's like fancy ass Willie clothes are head to toe covered in human feces. <laughs> right? And also he probably shit his pants. So inside and out, they're covered oh, in shit. Oh no. And he, everyone is trying, including John, everyone is trying really hard not to laugh and he is furious and it's a really good scene. So that's, that's what that was. Um, that was just straight up trolling book readers. I don't know why they're doing it. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. It's going to happen again in the season, I'm sure. But that's like one of many instances where they're like, you know what happens you in the book, but it's not going to happen here. Mm. All right. So we saw that. And then all of a sudden we see a familiar, incredibly well-defined profile. Mm-hmm. It's coin face. He's back, y'all. Yeah. And he rides up to Fraser's Ridge while Jamie is outside butching it up, cutting up some logs. It's very Magic Mike XXL. Right. Oh, it is. I mean, I'm like... Jamie isn't always like, hmm, I'm going to fantasize for a minute. But the second I saw him sawing that thing, I was like, oh, I like your leggings. <laughs> yeah, and he had hey. like this open blouse. Bow, 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 bow. And so we're all like, yeah. And then <laughs> Lord John sees him and thinks exactly the same oh, thing. yeah. He goes, ride it, my sawhorse. <laughs> but then he remembers that he has a child with him oh, and shakes it off. <laughs> Um, he mentions to Jamie after they have the, their exchange greetings that Willie is with him and that they were going to somewhere in Virginia. Well, Jamie goes, isn't that Virginia? So, like, why are you here? He's like, so you could meet, so you could see Willie basically is what John says, Lord John? Meh, yeah. Whatever. 
Um, and then we cut to Claire and Murtaugh at the river. Claire's like digging all these big buckets into the river and Murtaugh's helping her carry him. He's being real nice and chivalrous. Yeah. They're talking and about she's chores. Like, Watch out, old man. You're going to hurt your back by being old and carrying things. Mm-hmm. And he's basically like, shut up, bitch. He's <laughs> like, I'm helping you. It's, Why don't you chill the fuck out? And then they talk about whether or not he's going to move to the ridge. And Murta says, well, I have to pay taxes. I don't know if you're aware, but I have strong opinions about taxes. It might come up later. I don't like paying them. It might. I might have to bring that up later. And then we hear... On my YouTube channel. And then we hear somebody go, oh, oh excuse me. And then... It's the, the sound of a terrible haircut having a bad moment. <laughs> yes. The camera cuts to this kid, Willie, we are presuming, because as Master I William. said... Excuse me. Master William, because as I said, like father, like son, shitty hair, uh, with disgusting leeches all over his legs. And I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I have a slug thing, and so oh, I, they was, know it. I was really grossed out and saddened. Oh, Sophie's in Allison's lap. Let's see how and it goes. And uh, not anymore. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Just checking in. Uh, so Willie's got leeches all over him, and I'm disgusted. This is straight from the books. And then I have a question about the leeches. Yeah, hit me. Now, I don't know a lot about leeches because I go out of my way to avoid seeing them, mm-hmm. reading about them, all sorts of things, because my disgust reaction is so strong. But I was under the impression that leeches were only in still water, not in running water. I don't know if that's true or not, um, but they're by a big... To me, it seems like he was. He said he was by the stream or by the river. That doesn't mean Do that... Do leeches show up <laughs> in running water? Thanks, Siri. Okay, I found this on the web for do leeches show up in running water. Let's find out. <laughs> Where do leeches live? Wonderopolis.org. Ugh, please Let's do consult. not show me a photo. Or him. Girl, I would never. Boop, 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 boop. God, this is like a novel. You jump from the water to find your body covered with dozens of worm-like creatures. No! Um, ten inches in the... There are hundreds of species of leeches, oh, and they can be found all over the world, while a few leeches can be found in oceans or moist soil. Most leeches prefer to live in shallow bodies of fresh water. So, yeah, it still has nothing to do with it. Okay, cool. Just like rivers, cricks. Cricks. All right, fine. So Willie Willie got a nice case of the leeches. Ponds. Swimming holes. And he's uh, sitting there just really wanting somebody to pull him off of him. And uh, I think Claire says to him, it would be better if you just let him have their fill and fall off. Just like chill and eventually they'll fall off. And he's like, I would greatly prefer not to. Please take them off and I would let my father. Please remove these disgusting slugs. Would you please, sir? (laughs) And, he, and he, he says, my name is William. At one point, we're like, oh, William. Okay. Um, we learn that uh, it cuts back to Jamie and Lord John talking back at Fraser's Ridge. They're reliving the good times and whatevs. And he asks about Isabel, and we find out that <laughs> Isabel, Isabel died. And uh, I guess she died on the way over to Jamaica with mm-hmm. Willie. Yeah, mm. on the boat. That's sad. It is sad. So the kid was with her when she died. And so this kid has, you know, some shit to work through. Yeah. He's what they call grieving. Yeah. And then we see the kid again. And I'm like, this is pretty good casting yeah. for that kid. I think so. He doesn't look exactly like Sam Hewen because fucking who on earth does. But he looks like a little kid version, sort of. Rounder. Mm-hmm. Softer, but like, and they did put him in that shitty wig, so that matched. Um, <laughs> With bad bangs, runs on the family, right? And then Murtaugh is there, and Murtaugh is surprised to see Lord John, and is like, "What?" 
And Lord John is a little surprised to see well, Mr. Fitzgibbons. And Claire is surprised to see Lord John. Yes. Because all of a sudden she's like, oh, oh, I get oh, who this kid is. Oh, okay. It's Willie. Yeah. I'm sorry, William. Speaking of leeches. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That's how I feel about it. Y'all just kidding. And, um, then there's a, is this the first testy exchange, which is like, please don't tell my son that we were in prison together. Yeah. They're, they're not particularly congenial. And Lord John is like, he doesn't know the nature of our acquaintance. I would prefer to not discuss it. And Murtaugh's like, oh, what? You don't want him to know that you associate with such disreputable company. <laughs> exactly like and that. And John is like, uh, uh, and Jamie basically says, Hey, bro, I mean, you remember that, like, the reason that you weren't executed is because this guy just put you on a boat instead, right? Like, remember, this is the guy who, who was saved like, your life. Like, who maybe was like, let's not kill this one. And yeah, and then Murta goes, Yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you will not hear about Altmuir from me. I promise he fucking promptly breaks. <laughs> yes, he does. In the shadiest way possible. Cut to dinner. <laughs> and here we go. It's the most awkward dinner party. Um, there's a lot of discussion about why Lord John is there, the governorship, the, what are they called? The anti-tax people? Regulators. The regulators, which Murtaugh's trying to keep under wraps, but he just can't stop himself from saying things like, the taxes are unfair and undue burden upon him. You know, he just can't stop himself. And we find out that Lord John is solidly on the side of Governor Tryon, of course, because he's fucking British. Well, and he's also saying that he was made aware of somebody being tied to a horse and beaten and, like, dragged around. And Murtaugh's all like, exaggerations. <laughs> and then he says something about eating rats. Yeah, he says and, something like... And, and Willie is like, did you say rats? You ate a rat, sir. Rat, sir. And Claire is like, uh-huh, this one. He has such a strange sense of humor, so Marta. Sh- stop talking about jail, bitch. What is your problem, man? Snitches get stitches. Shut up. <laughs> and then um, Marta leaves the table. He's like, I'll bid you good evening. And just gets up and leaves. Bye. Guess he's going to go sleep under a tree or in the um, outhouse. We don't know. He just walked out into the night. Got to go. He had to go retrieve his snake. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, poor Willie is not feeling so good or needs to release a little something. And everyone's like, just take it to the outhouse. And he's like, it's outside. And I want you to know that that is exactly how, That's I, feel how I feel too. about Can an outhouse. Can someone just fetch a chamber pot? No, you're like, no, you fucking, we're just get outside. We, we collectively are not your maid, dude. Yeah. Just go hard lesson to po- learn. Go poop in a hole like a real man. <laughs> At least you can sit on that one. <laughs> you can sit on it. Sit on it. Um, and then I guess Claire says something like, I, I'm, you're welcome to my home, but I wish I would have known because I would have had time to arrange better sleeping arrangements or something. It is the first shady, like, like shady, passive aggressive moment mm-hmm. in an episode full of them. And then we cut to Claire and Jamie outside. They're just going to camp so that Lord John and Lord William can have their bed. <laughs> It's like, what gracious hosts. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when friends of mine and Neil come, we let them have the big bed and we sleep on the futon. So, I mean, I kind of understand what they did here. But, like, literally sleeping outside? Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're not used to it. Well, I know, but, like, don't they have all the fur hides and shit that could just lay by the fireplace inside and at least stay warm? Come on. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe, maybe they just they well they wanted to be able to have a nice private chat. Oh yeah, maybe they wanted to camp out wherever the fuck Murtaugh is. Yeah, where did Murtaugh go? go? There's not another fire going out there. I swear to God, he's hanging out in the fucking outhouse. He's just somewhere, whatever, doing something. And then, oh, did we skip the conversation he has with Jamie BT Dubs? Um, I don't know if that's if it's right then. Like right after he went back, right after he went is outside. Your, is it in your notes? I don't remember. You were too busy being blown away by how good Duncan LaCroix is at acting. I was too busy La feeling Croix. excited about seeing him. Uh, uh, yes, this is right now. Okay. Murtaugh asks about Lord Grey and being a Tryon supporter. And then he does a thing where he makes fun of him saying a monument to elegance about the mansion that they're going to build. to elegance. Uh, which makes me think of RuPaul. And yeah. I love that. Uh, but then that's when... Yeah, so Murta is basically like, why are you friends with this red coat? And Jamie's like, I don't care if he's a red coat. He's a good dude. He's my pal. What's your deal? Murta's like, well, he's a fucking red coat. They fucking tried to murder us a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's all like, that's not, that's not what this is about, man. He's like, well, well, why are you hanging out with him? He's like, well, he's, you know... He's taking care of Willie, and both of his moms are dead, and it's, it's hard. And he's like, yeah, but why do you care about this kid? And then oh. there's this moment of perfect silence where Duncan just really it's like knocks he, it out of the park. He moves half of one eyebrow. Just a tiny bit. And, and, like, and like barely exhales. It's the subtlest little moment. But he knows right if away. If he had clenched his jaw, it would have been a total Menzies moment. Yes. But instead, it's pure pample moose. It is sparkling lacroix. <laughs> But so now we know that he figured out that Willie is Jamie's son. And then when he heads off into the woods Wherever. to hang out with his horse. What? To get his snake out of the privy. Who knows? He was he taking says, a rick of wood with him, though. So he was going to go build a fire somewhere. He was going to go camp somewhere. He yeah. says, I'll, uh, maybe someday you can tell me about his mother, if that's not a secret as well. Well, he also <laughs> says, Jamie's like, nobody can ever know. And Murta's like, uh, I've got a lot of practice at keeping your secrets. To which Julie said, uh, rats. To which I said, uh, time travel. And he's like, fair, so, fair. It yeah. many years. He's been, he's been sitting on time travel exists for two decades and going. So. And even getting drunk, too. Never even once letting that slip. You guys, guess what? <laughs> You're never going to believe this. You're never going to believe it when I tell you, yes, I am drunk, but I tell you the fucking truth. This is true. This is true. It's fucking true. There are these big rocks, right? And you like take your hands and you put your hands on the big rocks and then the rocks are like, zoop, and then you go through the rocks. And then you're in like 1960. And all the ladies wear what they call pants and (laughs) also sometimes bikinis. And then (laughs) you 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 watch stories. On boxes, shadow box filled with people, tiny little gnomes. No, I don't know. British. British. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then the next day, I can't remember how it happens, but Lord John challenges Jamie to a game of chess, and Jamie's like, "Well, I don't have a set." And Lord John's like, "Brought mine." (laughs) And so they're going to play chess, and Lord John's kind of drinking a lot and a little weird about it, and talking about how sad he was when. Isabel died, but then he runs out of drink and looks down and is real sad about it. And Jamie goes over to the well-appointed crate and barrel sideboard and pulls out a <laughs> bottle of quote-unquote whiskey. whiskey. And uh, I guess it's fucking disgusting. I wonder if it's something like white lightning. You know what I just mean? Just like, like pure clear grain corn. alcohol. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, whatever it is that they're distilling it from, it's unaged. So that's some 
white ass, mm-hmm. clear, really good for Moonshine. cleaning out your wounds. But the refined palate of one Lord John Gray is not prepared. Well, to, in his defense, they both are like, and then they drink more. And then uh, the next morning, Lord John and Lord William are getting ready to leave to head on their way to uh, Virginia. And Lord John does not look good. Nope. And Claire's like, hold up. <laughs> he sort of bows and then like can't unbow. Yeah, he can't so stand he's up. just kind of like, like, thank you for your hospitality. Husband, Don't mind me. I'm just pointing my face at the ground because uh, I'm not sure which way is up. Thank you, madam. So if you could good. just point me in the direction of the water slide, of- I will grab <laughs> my turkey and get on the spaceship. <laughs> I don't know if that made any sense. I'm feeling a bit feverish. And she goes, oh, shit, he's got the measles. You can't go anywhere. And that also means that Willie's got to get the fuck out, lest he get the measles, too. So Jamie's like, hey, no problem. I'm going to take my kid camping. And so the two of them go out onto Fraser's Ridge for an extended several days hike and fish and dadly son pursuit while lord john tosses and turns in his feverish pitch in the cabin with claire who you know luckily from the future is immunized to this disease um jamie straight up takes willie to the vista right away (laughs) he wastes no time but we didn't see the rock where was the rock yeah where was the rock and then we are treated to one of two great scenes of claire and lord john just claws out going for each other's eyeballs. Uh, there's a lot of mm, simmering resentment. There's a lot of passive aggressiveness. There's a lot of throwing of shade. Mm-hmm. It's it's very good. I mean, you've all seen it. We don't need to reenact it here. I will say that I did love the moment where Lord John said to her in one of them, I've never met anyone like you. I've never met anyone so devastatingly straightforward. <laughs> and I think that's... Uh, that's what I want on my tombstone. It's maybe my favorite line in the episode, which is, and I think this is good. I think we should do for sake of convenience, because that's a wrap on Murta in the episode. Right. I think we should do by Murta. We should do Claire and Lord John, and then we should do Jamie and William, because mm-hmm. otherwise we're going to just be leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that whole exchange, and he's like uh, the master of the welling eyes, and his eyes are welling, and he looks all feverish, and he says the thing about devastatingly straightforward, and she says, so like best line in the episode. Great line. She says. Um, well, I can't help it. I was born this way. And then she stalks and then, like, away. She walks away, and then it's pause, 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 Mm-mm. pause, pause, do it. pause, pause. Lord John, pause, don't do pause, it. Pause, pause. Lord John, don't so do it. So is I. Oh God! And this would be Damn a time it. to get out our pride flags. That was terrible, guys. I just he didn't have to say it. We all knew we he all was knew. feeling it. It's the that we there's been a lot of conversation about this season's death bird and death bunny, and. That is that is it. He didn't need to say it. We could see it in his face because he's a really good fucking actor. So yeah. just let him convey it. Well, and also it. fucking context clues. I was just born that way. And we all go, oh, I get it because he's also born he's, that way. Because he's gay. I'm Lord John Gray and I'm sick. I've got a really high fever. And I'm also kind of gay. I've got a coin face. Baby, I was born this way. That was probably more than 30 seconds. Whoops. I just have a note that just says, so was I. No. No. Nope. We were pissed about it. That was, I wrote about this in my in the, my review of the season that I did for Ebert, where uh, I basically said that there was a line in the, in one of the episodes that 
when it got set up, I just went, no, no. And I actually out loud was like, no, 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 no. Uh, and so then he did I. it. I just, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was not great. This show is like, I'm not saying this is the fucking leftovers. You know what I mean? Outlander mm-hmm. isn't the most intellectually dense show I've mm-hmm. ever seen. But come on. Yeah, no. Well, it's just, it was... It was gilding the lily in a shit gilding. Let, let me let me give you a very specific example. This would be like at the beginning of season two. They're in the hotel. They're in the hotel room. They're in the hospital room. Frank is crying. Claire is crying. They have this baby. They've got a shot at starting over. And the nurse comes in and says, "Ooh, where'd she get the red hair?" And then Frank goes, "Not from me. From a Scotlander. From a Highlander. From several centuries 200 back. Two hundred years That's, ago. That is where she got the red hair. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That it's that it's like that. Yeah, we don't. It did not come." From from me, just in case you didn't understand <laughs> what that line was supposed to make you think of. Ugh. Allow me to tighten my jaw. And when I tighten my jaw, you will see in the muscles of my jaw, it says, not, not from, from me. me. <laughs> but you can see it in my face. So then we come back to them and really he's not doing good. He is flushed and just fever talking and just kind of talking out of his ass. Oh, uh, well, and he also has one of those headaches that... I have certainly had where you're just like, my head is going to split open and I'm going to die. This is how it ends. This is how the world ends. Mm-hmm. Not with a bang, but with an incredible headache. Didn't know this was coming down the pike. He's just covered in red dots and just looking real shitty. Looking like a nightmare version of Brad Pitt in Legends of the Fall because his hair is down. It's, it's rough, man. And so he starts a conversation with Claire that ends with him, well, well with Claire saying... You are, what did she, how did she say about him being jealous or like you, you are resentful that, well, he says the reason that you're like this is you're resentful of my time with Jamie and the fact that we have this kid together, essentially. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't know my life. Yeah. Fucko. <laughs> Pretty much. And then he said, and then she said something about not being well, able to have him. Then, I mean, first she's like, uh, by the way, we have a kid together, so nah, 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 nah. So back up. Nah, 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 nah. And then he's still Lord John Gray enough to be like, I'm so sorry for the offense. Like, I, I didn't know. manners. I didn't know. I apologize. But then she says something about, is it, does she open it up talking about Isabel or how does it happen where they start talking about sex? I don't know. But are you jealous that I have him or something like that? And he goes, I could have had him. And her eyes, like, if she could shoot needles out of her eyeballs, they would have just started shooting out of her eyeballs right then. Here's an in the books thing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. God, I'll have to revisit it. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. But the thing, I, I cannot remember when she actually tells him. At some point, Claire tells Lord John about Blackjack Randall so that Ooh. he understands the like what Jamie the was true significance of Jamie saying if you take care of him I will offer you my body because mm-hmm. it's the only thing I have to offer you because he just like didn't have the context to realize exactly what a monumental thing that was that he was doing yeah um based on just like his trauma mm-hmm. um and I feel like Katrina, recent Golden Globe nominee, Katrina Belf, mm-hmm. sold that without it actually being in the script because that, by the way, is what actors can do, do? with their faces. So was I. No. <laughs> oh, David Barry deserves better. Anyway, um, 
So I, that like another layer because Claire did not know that Jamie that um, that Jamie offered himself sexually to Lord John mm-hmm. in exchange for this assistance. God, that's a good scene. But then he's all like, "Of course I didn't. I never would." And then you want to be like, "Then why are you fucking floating it out here?" Because you know? he has like a hundred nine degree fever. I know. He's but a she's just fucking she, door. She's also trying to save your life, bro. Come on. Bring it, rain it in. Right, bring the claws in, Kitty. Come on. I don't think that that's said in that way. I think that's like, she's like, you're jealous because you want him and you can't have him. And it's just like, he's like, oh, no, I mean, I could have, but I didn't because I'm not an asshole, mm-hmm. which is true. But it was kind of an asshole thing to do to say it. So that kind of, it's not as bad as being the original asshole, but it's like baby tree asshole. Uh, I don't think that that's a baby tree though. I think that that's like, you are misjudging me. Right. Here is a way in which you are misjudging me. Mm -hmm. You think, like, if you think that that is why I'm here, you are incorrect. Our relationship is a lot more complicated than I want to fuck your husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is true. It is more complicated than I want to fuck your husband. Mm -hmm. I, Claire is like a little more wrong footed in the books. I'm sorry. In the books. Then <laughs> she is here. Um, she like she and Lord John have a always have a complicated relationship. It gets more complicated, but also more interesting. And they also like respect and care about each other. And that becomes more and more true as the books go on. Um, but she's a little like freaked out by it in a way that feels Pretty accurate to the time, mm-hmm. but also pretty jarring in a contemporary context. Right. Where it just like wigs her out that her husband has a gay friend that's in love with him. Um, it doesn't wig Jamie out, man. No. If it doesn't wig Jamie out, it shouldn't wig you out. Right. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, there's a thing where he says, I came back here to see if I could still feel. Yeah, that's well, he in there says too. that Isabel, when Isabel died, he felt nothing. Oh, that's As when he's really rough. That's when he's really yeah, rough. Yeah. They're talking, at, she basically implies, oh, she says that she's sorry that his wife died. And he said it was, yes, it's been really hard. We, she was basically my sister. We grew up together. And she says, was she content being your sister? And then that's when he was like, that's excuse me. Bitch, yeah. I was an adequate husband to my wife in, in all, all ways. Mm-hmm. I diddled the skittle. skittle. Maybe not that well, but I did Lieutenant Leonard. God damn it. Uh, and she's like, oh, okay, yep, all right, sorry, sorry, I, I don't need to know, we don't have to talk about this, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he says that basically he came because when she died, he felt nothing, and he needed to find out if it if it was my feelings that had broken. died, or merely Isabel. And you're like, oh, yikes. That's kind of rough, bro. Yeah, and she says, well, can you still feel? And he says, I can feel shame at least. It's Aww. like, that's... That's sad. David mm-hmm. Barry, you're a very good actor. Mm-hmm. You're a good actor. Living with those well of tears just right there yep. at all times. Just a veil he's over got a, his big, he's got limpid a eyes. button in his right thigh that he's he presses just like, and just goes, boink. But right just to the very edge, not falling. Yep. It's really good. He's The thing that I think he's good at is he can do that and then like also smile and be mm-hmm. polite at the same time. So, ugh, it's choice. Mm-hmm. So that's... Spoiler, Lord John lives. Fine. But that's when the stories come back together. So let's go back to old Jamie and Will out in the wilderness. They go to the vista. They look out over it. Will William, I'm sorry, William, Lord William, is um, d- very impressed with how beautiful it is. Oh, well, he also remembers the second they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, 
Mac, is your name? Well, when Jamie's talking to the horses, like, Mac, is your name Mac? Mac. Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Jamie's like, uh, this, I mean, this one of my names. What, what you want? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, he's going to uh, figure it out. Uh, that does not happen in the books. Mm. So the kid doesn't have an inkling? No. Okay, God, see, I think so. I think he, I think, yeah, I don't think he figures they, it out. They set him up here to really have an idea, I feel like. There he's his dad? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, it no, feels I think, a little... Bit no, like with I the looking that back and the like, but imagine like you're that age. Mm-hmm. What? You, why would you question something you've been told your whole life? Yeah, I guess that's true. Especially course, because it's not like he ever met his dad, right? You know and what I mean? he was he was very focused on Lord John and wanting to get back to him. And I, I get it. It just felt like maybe they were setting us up to feel like he like learned something, but I don't know. Um, they're fishing. The kid can't fish. He doesn't want to use a worm, even though Jamie reminds him of back in the day when they used to use worms. And he's like, "Uh, dude, I would rather not use worms. And then Jamie's like, watch this, I'm going to noodle. He he teaches him about how the Cherokee fish, something about just grabbing it out of the water. Well, and Highlanders do it too. Yeah, they tickle the fish. Tickle it. And he reaches in and grabs out the fine, fat salmon. (laughs) And dinner is served. But then they're hanging out some more. And we see our old pal Credit Steer, who never writes. Credit Steer's American cousin, even a, a, an even worse correspondent. It it's has true. To be said. He doesn't return phone calls. And he doesn't read so good though either. Yeah. But uh, and Willie's trying to. I'm sorry, Lord William is trying to get a beat on him with his gun, and Jamie's like, "Stop it! If you're gonna kill, if you're gonna shoot, you shoot to kill, not shoot to wound." And then he gets another chance, and he kills it. Okay, great. And then they go over to gut it, and he makes Willie do it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it just kind of goes like, blah, 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 blah. It's so gross, and that kid is really selling the fact that he might just throw up. Uh, it's a good little effect, because steam rises from the guts of the deer. It mm-hmm. is kind of sweet. Yeah, it was good. And then that night, this is when... How's the deer's liver? And he goes, delicious, sa. 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 And uh, Jamie says something about how his father said it always tastes better when you do earn, all the work, earn all, every do all the work yourself or whatever or it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what is it that sets him off? Father. Father. It's just they're talking about dads. So mm-hmm. he starts crying because he thinks his fucking dad is dying. Right. And his mom just died. I mean, this kid's got it rough. Here's another in the books thing. In this scene in the books, um, Jamie allows him you, the, these chapters are all from Jamie's perspective obviously and it's uh, obvious that like the kid doesn't want to be upset in front of him so mm-hmm. he basically says are you unwell is it your stomach so that the kid can say yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says I'm gonna I've got some tea Mistress Fraser gave me a tea that should help with that. And he pulls out the teas and Clara's given him a tea that she told him is for like calming the nerves and helping with sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, because Clara just sort of always knows when shit like that is going to happen. Like mm-hmm. she has a sense of what people are actually going to need. And then um, they're laying down to sleep and he's crying and pretending not to. And Jamie's like, oh, it sounds like you're cold. It does. Am I hearing that that you're cold? If you'd like, we can huddle together for warmth. And the kid's like, "Yes, sir. That would be good, sir." So that he can just like sob into his chest, get a little snuggle. I'm so 
cold. <laughs> and it's it's a very it's good, sweet. it's a little painful moment. The shit with the fish does not happen in the books. Oh, the original one or the second one? The one we're about to talk about. The second one. Okay. So they wake up the next morning and oh, we forgot one, I forgot one detail. When they first hit the road, Jamie showed... William, the uh, Cherokee code on the trees that like kind of delineates their, their land. Where they put all their mm-hmm. initials, yeah. Delineates their territory and like do not cross these lines. And he tells William that, but William, having absolutely no experience in this new land, doesn't really, I think, listen to it or doesn't care or whatever. So the next morning, Jamie wakes up, can't find him, freaks out rightly, runs down the hill, realizes he just passed a Cherokee territory marker. It's like, fuck, Willie's on the wrong side. He runs up to the stream and there's Willie with a big salmon on a stick, just like, look what I did. Yay. So proud of himself. Oh, and then here come the Cherokee, not very pleased. And it's a whole scene about you took a fish from us. We take blood from you. And Jamie throws himself in front of William like, don't, he's my, he's my son! Reader, sorry, listener, Julie gasped. Julie, for, you know, occasionally we talk some shit about the show. We love Mm -hmm. the show. We talk shit about it. But it's always nice to be reminded that you really like it. And like, last week, obviously, the big moment was, is it him? Is it him? Is it him? Right? Good moment. Here, it was, she goes, he's my son. And Julie goes, (gasps) because I thought right then that kid was going to fucking figure it out. But instead, the kid thinks that Jamie is lying. Because Jamie's trying to save his life. Fine, fine. That's a good assumption. Yeah, no, it's good. And then the Cherokee pinned Jamie down and are about to fuck him up. And Lord William is like, no, 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 no. It was me. It was me. It was me. He's not my father. I stole your fish. He's got, it was me alone. It was me. And it looks like they're about to tomahawk him and Jamie is losing his goddamn mind. But instead they just nick his hand to get some blood. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I learned a lesson, I guess. And then they leave, and then it's back to Jamie and uh, Lord William, and they start heading back to the cabin, right? Do we and get they're sharing a horse. That's right. They're on the same horse going yeah. back. Oh, they've they're, learned something together. Yes, they have. And mm-hmm. and they're um, basically... They're having a nice chat, too. We asked them about turning around, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked him, do you remember when you left whatever the name, Hellwater? Do you remember when you left Hellwater? Why didn't you turn around? And Jamie is very obviously deeply touched by this, but he's behind him, so he can't see him. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I didn't want to give you any false hope. I didn't think I was going to ever see you again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's, let's pause before we get to the reunion. Okay. For just a moment. Um, first of all, mm-hmm. this kid's pretty good. Yeah, he's way better than the young kid. Yeah, was. this kid greater than sign old William. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's item one. Item two, Sam, very good in this episode. Yeah, did mm-hmm. a very good job. Mm-hmm. Like I really bought into all of it. Mm-hmm. I bought the whole nine mm-hmm. on board. Um, three, just very cute. The joint horse riding. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Item four, I've got nothing else. I just wanted okay. to keep saying numbers. <laughs> So then we all get back to the cabin, and thank God, Lord John is still alive. Oh, he won't let him go in first in case he's dead. And you can tell that Jamie is also really nervous because he doesn't want his friend to be dead. But mostly he's concerned about making sure both that it's safe for William to go in and also that um, 
that John's not dead. And Claire opens the door. He's like, he's fine. And then you see John like sitting up in a chair with a pillow behind him being like, I'm here. And then William runs in and gives him a big hug, which is adorable, but also breaks Jamie's heart. I know it's hard. He says, um, you've, you've raised a a brave travel companion. Um, you've done a good job raising him. You've raised him well. You're a good father. And they just sort of share this look and it's a very good look. Oh, and then they ride away to Virginia, and as they ride away, Lord William turns around and looks at Jamie in a call back to Hellwater. I was not a big fan of it. It was okay. It wasn't as long. I, it wasn't as much of a dramatic, like, fully turn around and look at him thing as I thought it was going to be, but... Mm, I'm fine with it. Mm. I am less fine with it having heard... That mustache congratulate himself on yeah. what a great choice it was. No. But, no, um, but I'm fine with it. And then finally, Jesus, God, Claire and Jamie are alone in the cabin so we can get to some high quality homestead doing it. He's giving her a nice bath. It's gorgeous. He's pouring all this water all over her body. Talking about how he wishes he was the waters on her body. And then there was something about the ring. Like he's kissing her hand and he says something about the ring. She goes, I do not need a ring to know that I love you. And then he says something weird like, I know, but it would help. But it helps. Yeah. It's a visual reminder. I think it's a fine line. And then he goes, he turns around and he comes back with a beautiful silver ring, obviously made by from one of his mother's silver uh, candlesticks by Murtaugh. And there's an inscription on the inside that says, I'll give you a thousand kisses or give me a thousand kisses. Give me a thousand kisses. And then what's the in the book chat about the ring? Okay. So uh, people who listen to the interview with Diana on our Patreon page, which everybody else will get later. um, But if you want to hear it, it's there now. Um, I asked her about like things in the book that changed that. She didn't like, and she said the thing that bugged her the most is that they didn't use the ring from the books. Because this is the ring from the books. So when he gives her a ring, it's thistle. It's the Fraser whatever. So it's like thistles and this, that, and the other. And then, it, um, and she puts it on, and it's her wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite moments in the second book is she's sitting in the library or whatever. And Brianna at in uh, Inverness, mm-hmm. Brianna still does not believe her. And Roger sort of does. It's not so much like he's convinced that it's true as that he's open to it. And like, for whatever reason, really trusts her. Mm-hmm. And he says something about like, well, why don't we look at this ring? Maybe the ring has something that'll tell us where to look or whatever. And so she takes it off and she hands it to him. And he says, what is this? And he hands it back to her. And she loses her shit because she's never taken it off. So she had no idea there was an inscription in it. Oh, my God. It's great. I got wow. a little, like, twist in my stomach just thinking about it. It's this incredible moment. And she just, it's like, she, it's like all of a sudden she's grieving all over again. Mm-hmm. And, presu- and it was already stirred up, obviously. But she just, like, cannot handle that this. It was like she had a message for, ugh. Like she had a message from him the whole time and she never knew it was there because she never took it off. Oh my God. And that moment is the moment that convinces Roger that she is telling the truth Mm -hmm. because of the way that she reacts to seeing that inscription. It's a great moment. So it's um, like, I think it's cool that they found a way to reintroduce that ring because in 
the books. <laughs> um, when Claire's rings get stolen, mm-hmm. um, it's not the Lally Brock ring that gets stolen. It's Frank's it's ring. Frank's right. ring. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they switch this, it'll have presumably have bearing on the story in another way um, coming up kind of soon. I'm going to assume it's something with a pirate, right? On a boat and somebody else on this boat. Maybe. Something. Maybe. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. But I actually think that it sort of corrects something that was always kind of a hard sell for me in the books, which we'll, I'm assuming, be talking about next week. Um, but more importantly, allows them to have Claire get another ring from Jamie and so they can correct this thing that, borrowed the, that bothered the novelist. And I never really bought that, like, take this key, make a ring. Here is this ring. And it's not... A, it's weird. It was a mm-hmm. weird ring. Anyway, so that's a. It's a nice moment. So then she's all like, she would have been honored to have raised such a thoughtful son. And then they smooch and they say a bunch of lines to each other. And then he straight up picks her up right out of the bathtub and she's dripping wet. And he he carries her over to the bed. And Julie's like, I bet it's real cold in there. And I said, not for long. <laughs> He lays her down on the bed, and then he's kissing her and counting. Like like the count from Sesame Street. He counts to three, and then she goes, five. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was funny. It's a good moment. It was funny. Um, It's very... And then they both laugh, and then they kiss again, and then blackout. God damn it. I know. God damn it. It's not on the level of the cotter pins. No, no, But I think that was supposed to be deliberately frustrating. This felt like... Tasteful fade out. Because ladies, they don't want to see the actual doing it anyway. Not true. We do. We do want to see it. Gentlemen, we do. We do. We do. We would prefer that there be lots of foreplay and that you're realistic about the purpose of the clitoris. Mm -hmm. But if we're seeing like a sanitized patriarchal version of, oh my God, I can absolutely have an orgasm just from your cock, then like... (laughs) And so be it. But still let us see it, right? Yeah, yeah. I want hands grabbing the like Flesh. bread bedpost made from trees that you just happen to find in the woods. Like that the uh what are the sheets made out of? Are they like some fucking burlap shit? You scratch your yeah. hands across it, nails yeah. down. Just come na- on. I want all of that. I yeah. want I want shifts that get torn a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. I want all of that. Yeah. All so right. we didn't get that this time. And so then we saw uh, Hey Next Week, and it looks like next week is the Brianna and Roger hour. And we were talking a little bit at the beginning about disappointment in Roger with no beard. But we'll see. We'll see. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's going to be like cheating and he's secretly ripped. Mm-hmm. That guy's real hot. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just choked on my beard thinking William about Jackson it. William Jackson Harper? Yeah. Yeah. He's... he's- very handsome. He's a good looking man. Yeah, he is. He's real good looking. Did you see the video of him teaching Ted Danson how to floss? Yes. And he can floss like it's his job? Yeah. It's like, ooh, cheaty. And that's when I came up with the hashtag greedy for cheaty. <laughs> it's good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I feel I would be remiss if I did not mention this. We usually call bullshit out when we see it. And I think that we missed something last week. Yeah, this is a really good point. And one of our listeners on our Facebook page pointed out, and her name, oh my God, I shut my book. Hold on. I have her name here because I want to accredit it. I'm I'm Joe Rogan. I'm not stealing jokes. <laughs> uh, Alina Matson. She said, "I just had one quibble with that episode, and it was when Claire was alone uh, homesteading 
Where'd she get all these sweet ass vegetables to feed her animals? <laughs> Where did that beautiful romaine lettuce and those crisp apples come from? She hasn't had time to plant her garden. Is Aunt Jocasta sending them in perfect produce? Like what's happening? <laughs> and you guys, we totally missed it's from that. their rustic blue apron box. <laughs> And you guys, we totally missed that. So yeah. thank you, Alina. Well, people have also, here's another thing. People have been pointing out in the Slack channel that um, everyone is very confused about the size and shape of that cabin. Why are the roofs so high if there's not a second level? Yes. And like, what is the shape of this? I don't understand where any of the things are. Is the cabin a TARDIS? It's bigger on the inside. Well, than that's on the what people are saying in the Slack channel yeah. is that it's like, it's like backwoods TARDIS. Mm-hmm. But I really want to know where all that shit came from mm-hmm. and like questions. But thank you, Alina. That was an excellent point, and I am very happy to bring it to she the wider listenership. Yes, it. I did. Okay. So um, let's start with the doing it scale. Ugh. On a scale from, let's say, um, looking at the book cover of a romance novel <laughs> where obviously like a lady's dress is basically falling a body off stripper. and it's like about to be like some serious upward thrust yeah like right before that that's the bottom end of the scale the top end of the scale would be human beings actually having sex where does that fall on that spectrum oh my god have you ever seen the movie time bandits i have there's this recurring joke that happens throughout, and it's between Shelley Duvall and, uh, God, I can't remember his name, one of the Monty Python guys, Michael Palin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Throughout time, they are a couple of lovers that are just about to like have their first kiss or do something meaningful. And it's the scene will always start with them throughout time, different time eras. And they're just about to get there. And then the fucking time bandits show up and destroy everything like right there in between them. It was like that. Because you're always, you're waiting for something and, and you then, never get it. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give some bonus points for one, two, three, five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which seems very honest. And yes, very real. I hope that, I hope that was in the script, but it might actually be even cooler if that was just Katrina. Because the laugh seemed really genuine, yeah. both of them. It yeah. was a really good moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with, I got nothing. Yeah, It's weird. We've we've done a lot of the trying to figure out movies or TV shows or something where somebody's going to bone and then they don't bone. Because that happens a lot on this show and it's kind of frustrating. Um, how about Clueless? Because you know those two people are going to have like really complicated hot sex mm-hmm. because he was also her stepbrother. Yes. But like it's also going to be kind of hot. And then maybe it's kind of like dirty hot because right. even then, because it like feels like Hotel New Hampshire, even though oh, it isn't. God. You know what I mean? Yes. So like it's like it shouldn't be hot, but it is, except for it's actually okay. So you get all of the benefit of it being like, we shouldn't do this without any of the actual creepiness. Without any of the actual incest. But then they never <laughs> do it. Right. It's a fuck-free zone. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm going to go with Clueless. Okay. I love Clueless. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, costumes. Mm. Once again, we did see some really cool Native American stuff. I'd love to just see, like, renderings of her ideas for mm-hmm. the Native American costumes because they're just, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I, and I wish we saw more of them mm-hmm. or, like, longer shots of the actual people wearing them because it's pretty much like they come in in a group, 
your eye is distracted, and then they're gone. Yeah. So the next cool. time they do one of those Outlander costume exhibits, hopefully, I mean, hopefully they'll do another one, and hopefully it comes to Chicago, and hopefully it includes some of those costumes. Yeah, I would go. Uh, I will say that uh, I know that Lord William is supposed to be super fancy. He is pants, extremely fancy, but I really didn't like that jacket. I, it made me. See, that's why I liked it because I also didn't because it made me want to like spit in his soup. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then you're right. That is good costuming because I think we're supposed to want to spit in his soup a little bit. Okay. All right. Then good costuming. Can't I just didn't fetch like a it. Chamber pot. I don't want to muddy my jacket. Ugh. Gross. This is 100% genuine, over the top metaphorical rabbit fur. <laughs> I uh, speaking of rabbit fur, the way that Claire's like rabbit bolero sticks out of her, like, so what is the deal with this situation? She has this enormous knit thing that I think is like a scarf that wraps around her and ties behind her. She's got her. a couple of them, yeah. So it's not like a real I assume sweater. We and made all those. Because it click it, click it. Um, but <laughs> needed more Wean. This yes, episode needed it did. It way needed more Wean. One hundred percent more. I hope. I assume that John Bell was off somewhere marathoning RuPaul's Drag Race, and that's why he wasn't in this mm. episode. One can only hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a fan. That's great. It is great. Mm-hmm. I like that John Bell. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do scales for that, but the costumes are good this episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like all her weird knit things. Um, the makeup was good because the measles looked, the measles, the measles makeup grossed was really me the good. fuck out. Yeah. The wigs were good. I still can't get over how good Marta's wig is. It is good. I've they seen that man's hair in real life. Wig. That is not his hair. No. Also, the deer effect was good. The mm-hmm. dead deer. Yeah. That was cool. So good job on that mm-hmm. kind of shit this time, you guys. All right. Overall, get up to get a beer. I totally would. I would too. I think this is a good episode and I think the pacing is good and I think it is actually a good thing that I would get up to get a beer. Mm-hmm. It was like... It moved along nicely, but I did never feel like, oh, if I get up right now, I'm going to miss something. I think the only time pausing. I think the only time I wouldn't have gotten up to get a beer was when Jamie was trying to protect William from the Cherokee. Yeah, uh, that w- that was it. But that yeah. was because it was a high, super high stress yeah. situation. Yes, Lord John is dying from the measles, but it was more about the like slow burn of him and Claire like pecking at each other than it really was about the measles. And now uh, they have a new respect for each other. Yes. Uh, all right. Last thing. Mm-hmm. TGP. We got some choices. Oh, God, Lord John. Forever. My, not mine. Who's yours? I think I'm going with Mr. Sam Hewitt. Ooh. I think he's very he, good this episode. He did some very good he stuff. He sells that shit, and he, like, Sam doesn't always underplay things, right? Mm-hmm. But I do sincerely believe that that kid would have no reason to suspect that this person has any other relationship to him. Mm-hmm. But whenever his back was turned, there's a little, like, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. good. It was good. And all of the conversations with John were loaded. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, we've given David Barry quite a number of these. And I know. I'm, I just I'm love go him with so old, much. So, so do I. I'm so happy to see him again. But I'm going to go with the old Sam Hewan. He'll, he'll be sweet. back. I'm I not think sure it's a good he'll choice. be back this season. I hope he will. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure he'll be back this season. Okay. Um, but obviously, Lord John is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Give him a spinoff. Um, that is it. Yeah. That's that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, guys, uh, I, jo- Julie and I will both have to avoid the Je suis spoiler, show spoiler section. I'm very excited to watch an episode of Outlander oh, that's right. with my friends and uh, not have seen it before. And man, I'm really hoping that Sophie's accent's A-OK. And then you, the Wednesday starts that next Wednesday the, for the next ones after that. Or are you done with screeners? 
I'm well, no, we will keep getting them. Okay. Presumably. I mean, they they might not send us the finale. That's a pretty common practice. Mm -hmm. Um, but they've said that we will get episodes on Wednesday. So, um, it'll just depend on whether or not we can meet before Sunday to record. Okay, cool. Um, I mentioned this in our stream today, but for those of you who are Patreon subscribers who take advantage of the live streams we've been doing, uh, we have to make a choice now. We can either watch on Sunday and then record after so you can all watch along with us or we can record early so you can get the episode sooner. Um, but we cannot stream while we watch on Saturday because you aren't allowed to see it. So, um, let us know what you think. think. Um, Mm -hmm. you can find me on Twitter. You can tell us on the Slack, you can, uh, message us on Patreon, whatever you want. Speaking of Patreon, uh, we want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. Um, before I forget, I should also say you can find us on Twitter at podlindercast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlindercast. You can find us on Instagram by finding me, but we don't really (laughs) use it at this point. So don't really worry about it. Uh, and you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podlinderdrunkcast, where if you want to, you can subscribe and uh, get the occasional bonus episode. Uh, you get access to the Slack channel, which is, seems to be the big draw, which mm-hmm. is super cool because everybody in there is amazing. Um, and you can watch these live streams, which even if we're watching early, you know, we'll still find a way to do them. We'll do them just to like hang out and chat or whatever. Um, we thank all of our Patreon subscribers, but especially <clears throat> new order. Cause I'm using it from a new screen. So Ooh. it's going to be, it's going to be alphabetical and I have to change some things just to keep the, the rhythm coolness. going. Mm-hmm. All right. Amanda Newton, Ann Gavin, Ann Gibson, Beth Locke, Kara Marlowe, Katie Kirshner, Chantel Davis, Crystal Nenavati, Dr. J, Aaron Yutzi, Flourish Root, Friday Payton, Heather Moore, Ida with an I, Jenna Pulkowski, Jen Lander Drunklin, Kiki the Wise, Lori McGuire, Mary Lumpkin, Molly Layton, Ruth McCormick, Tanner Cole, Tara Lucino, Trish McCrary, Viv Pickles, and Kathleen Moniz. Hi, Hi Mom. Mom. Uh, we will be back next week and maybe we'll like, I bought a fancy cranberry liqueur today. Maybe we'll make like a Christmas cocktail. We'll eat some cookies or something. That sounds exciting. Do something like that. Something Mm -hmm. festive as fuck. Yes. (laughs) That's it for us for now. Bye. Bye.